Hello and welcome to Do the Right Thing, a weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. Jarvis and I were aspiring writers with one simple and very common problem. We never actually took the time to sit down and write. Mm-hmm, exactly. So to, so to change this, we are issuing a challenge. Each week you sit down and write a complete short story using three of four randomly generated words. Then we come on the podcast, we read a story, we talk about what we learned in reading it, and then we talk about the rest of the story sent in by your wonderful listeners. Mm-hmm, exactly. We're simply here to help you do the right thing. A doof, a doof media, media production. production. Um, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm back in Texas. By the way, if you hear purring or other like cat noises, um, I've got a cat in my lap. Her name is Una Tuna Luna. She's only a year Aww. old, and I think she might be pregnant, which is a little really concerning. Very. But not, only a year old? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Um, yeah, she's definitely way too small, and that's concerning. But not my cat, not my fault. So <laughs> no one no one cancel me. Um, but yeah, she's getting very fat very quickly and it does not Mm. seem like natural fat yeah Mm. so we're gonna take her to penny paws which is a cheap vet around here yeah and see if they can't at least let you know what you might need to expect yeah Yeah. maybe Mm. she'll need like a c-section or something prevent teen pregnancy in your cats by spaying and neutering them please and don't keep cats that are not spayed and neutered together like i think my brother did so Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, what are the words this week, Jarvis? Oh, yeah. So the words for this week are picture, woman, grimace, and trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like some of the stories that we got in this week. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Who are we reading? Yeah. So the first story we will be reading, or the only story we will be reading on this podcast is by Ace of Sword with Bow Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if it's supposed to be bow out or bow out because yeah. also, it does involve was, a bow. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like I was thinking, like when I first read it, my uh, my mind said blow out. I was like, oh, that could work. <laughs> but yeah, interesting. Okay, um, yeah, I just had the cat bite me, so I'm just gonna not touch her mm. for a second. Maybe she'll calm down. Cat bite fever. Cat bite fever. All right. <clears throat> The trail wove between the trees, as if some sort of invisible snake had passed through. Not very visible, but the pair of men had experiences at what they did. It wasn't the first time they followed faded paths to hidden places. What do you think? Seems too faint for a village, asked the one in the rear. A shrine, maybe? The other answered, smiling. I hope there'd be priestesses. I'm tired of callous peasant girls. I'd love to get my hands on a woman with soft skin. The first one smiled at the picture. A temple could be an easy target. Easy enough they could sample things before coming back to the rest of the band. That would be nice. His partner's smile turned into a grimace and he let out a groan of pain. A wooden shaft had appeared at the bottom of his stomach, right below where the leather armor stopped. He fell backward on the dirt, moaning in agony as blood soaked his legs. The first man didn't even have the time to recover from his shock before second arrow went through his throat. He fell against a tree, choking on blood and wood. A man strolled out from between the trees, holding a simple hunting bow in one hand and a knife in the other. The man on the ground bared his teeth against the pain, trying to grab his own knife with hands weakened by blood lost. The hunter just kicked his arm. You idiot, groaned the dying man. 
We're just the scouts. When we don't come back. They were coming anyway, said the hunter. This way, they don't know what to expect. With a quick motion, he shortened the man's end. He turned his gaze to the other one. The marauder tried to stand up, get his weapon, but his head was spinning and his vision was going dark. All of a sudden, the hunter was right in front of him, hand on the arrow, ripping it out. He bled out so fast, the hunter didn't need to make it quicker. Well, nice, nice. Yeah, I really do like how this story's focus on brevity, which is the theme for for mm-hmm. this month, really did uh, allow me to, to focus a lot more deeply on the prose that are present. And I really do love a lot of these turns of them phrases, especially the very first par- uh, paragraph does a great job at setting this this scene in no more than three short sentences. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I really did like how how much time was taken on the prose level, and it really d- does make this story uh, successful. Um, also, I do enjoy this the the scene overall. We're we're getting um a nice picture into this hunter, but we also get a sense on how fleeting the 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 lives of of all other people within this really are. I mean, what? Would you say that like one, two people died within mm-hmm. this? Yeah. Yeah. Which, two men, yeah. Yeah, two 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 men. And they both happened so so quick, but we got nice moments from both of them to see their like last ends and to see their own intentions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, how, they weren't exactly great people, it seems exactly. like exactly. Yeah. And we also get to see the consequences of their their, their death, or we get mention of, of, of the consequences of their death. So, mm-hmm. yeah, overall, this is a really good entry. Yeah, I think uh, definitely some good practice in um, using brevity to just make the action happen a bit like stronger and faster. Um, although, yeah, it's it's nicely done where. Um, you know, just doing a lot of like short sentences. I think I remember Miroslav, uh, one of our pr- professors, talking uh-huh. about this. Um, having much of like short sentences in a row actually makes things like slower because you pause at every like period, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so there's some good uh, writing here where um, there's just these sort of like longer sentences, but they're divided just with these commas that just sort of state very clearly what's going on without uh-huh. having to you know, use a bunch of adjectives and adverbs and stuff to describe what's going on. Um, yeah, um, I like the... So one example of something that I uh, think is pretty easy to co- to correct, um, like the with the like uh, the wooden shaft of the arrow appearing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really good of just like, you know, we don't have to get told that, um, you know, an arrow hit or whatever. They saw an arrow and it hit and it hurt or whatever. We just like, oh, now there's an arrow there. It's good, yeah. Um, I think uh, to make it even more immediate, we just have to delete the had appeared, right? Mm. So a wooden shaft had appeared at the bottom of the stomach. Instead, just saying a wooden shaft was buried at the bottom of the stu- of his stomach or something like that. So just to like make it more immediate rather than mm-hmm. sort of narrating what happened in the past, um, just say what it is now, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that those that the addition of those two words was probably put there so that the audience wouldn't think that the arrow had been there the, the whole mm-hmm. time. Yes. But yeah. I think 
within the this piece there has been ample description of mm-hmm. of everything else along with a, a lot of movements and uh action that by making that that moment of the arrow being as immediate as possible wouldn't confuse the audience because mm-hmm. we're because we're already used to within this story and this series moving at a much quicker pace and things just appearing within mm-hmm. the yeah it's just yeah. one of those times of like you know running directly at the image right rather than um you know providing a lot of context with the like tenses mm-hmm. um just to remove some of that because we've picked it up in other places right the smile turned into a grimace you let a, a groan of pain that gives us enough context um so that we know that this wooden shaft being there is probably not supposed to be there um mm-hmm mm-hmm um, yeah, I think that's all the the comments we need to really make about the story. It's just a nice little action scene. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's so move it's on. It's a great story with with some nice brevity. So thank you very mm-hmm. much to uh, Ace of Sword of sending in your your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but all right, I think it's high time to move on into our listener submitted story section. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next story we we will be talking about is by Just Stan eight four six zero with um, Ayahuasca do lo love. Louvre, yeah. Louvre, yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so this is just a little um, sort of um, trip that this woman is is taking. She's looking uh-huh. at these pictures, and I think very quickly we sort of pick up that these are paintings. I think it's saying Louvre is part, you know, that definitely gives uh-huh. us a clue. The Louvre, um, yeah. Yeah, but then we see a picture of someone. She thinks she recognizes an enigmatic expression. The woman is knowing and wise. Although she looks young, the, Ruth knows the woman is very old. It's very clearly like the Mona Lisa. Um, and uh, she sees uh, some other um, paintings and I think a sculpture. And they all seem to speak to her as she's sort of like having um, this sort of like trip sequence. Um, but then um, at the end of it, there's sort of like an implication that she needs to leave this area um, and that she's clearly like, I don't know, causing a scene amongst the people at the Louvre. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's interesting because it's like, you know, she's clearly tripping in a public place. But like, I mean, the things that are being said are pretty meaningful or at least like, I don't know, like it it, it seems like these are just like deep messages in these pictures Mm -hmm. um, that can be brought out. It's like not nonsense is what I'm saying, I guess. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a basis to these thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which I mean, that's that's a aspect of the story that I really liked is that we are getting these italicized moments that are that are spelling out what Ruth is thinking, um, and I think it it works really well to sort of break up this this um, short story. Uh, I mean, what if I'm looking through right right now? Practically every other line is within Bruce Ruth's head. Which I like, because since Ruth is obviously tripping, uh, spending as much time w- within her her head as as possible um, works works really well to describe the exact kind of experience Ruth Ruth is having um, when being compared to what's happening in re in reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just I just really liked all of the uh, all the elements that were at play within the story mm-hmm. um and it works really well since it is such a sh- it's such a shorter story we can't focus on those mm-hmm. elements yeah just stan talks about how uh, you know they state what this is that it's a woman tripping in a uh, tripping on uh ayahuasca is that how it's pronounced ayahuasca ayahuasca um 
uh, I will be honest. So, like, I don't think I would have known or picked up that she's tripping rather than just, like, actually having visions unless, Mm -hmm. except for the title and then this comment down here. Um, I think the title is enough for us to understand. Um, Because, you know, when she's talking about, she just says, I'm having, she's having one of her visions, which sort of implies that, like, it doesn't, like, this is, like, a surprising thing. It's kind of of out of nowhere rather than Mm -hmm. her taking drugs. Um, But maybe that's intentional. Um, And regardless, like, I don't think it really makes that much of a difference whether these are real visions or visions brought on by drugs. Um, Mm -hmm. Either way, she's still um, not exactly in reality while she's in public. Yeah, and I think... Honestly, for me, a quick fix for for that would just be time. Like, because there is a moment when there is a description of her stumbling throughout this, like, very, very wide, wide room. And I think that those are a couple of key moments uh, the audience could could use to sort of understand exactly what kind of trip she she is having. But maybe just stating it more plainly would Mm -hmm. catch the audience up to speed. Mm-hmm. um when it comes to this yeah mm-hmm. yeah if you want really to make sure that we understand that part um okay uh next story is by it's by captain rhino would never say never justin yeah justin bieber song just it is a justin bieber song i'm just gonna read it because it's so short okay yes i love you so much tom said i wouldn't trade you for any woman in the world <laughs> I wouldn't trade you for any woman in the world, and there's nothing you can do that would ever make me change my mind. I slept with Mark, and I'm pregnant with his child, Helen said. Tom grimaced. Huh. Uh, I guess that might do it. Just kidding. Helen kissed him, then grinned mischievously. Or am I? You're the worst. I knew marrying you was a mistake. (laughs) <laughs> it's cute it's very very cute very very cute i i love how this short section can show us so much about this relationship how how they kid and like and like and like what they they uh kid about i can tell that there's some really great great candor here and through this small little moment i can understand why they they're married which is mm-hmm. you know a, a a testament to the dialogue with within this section the 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 word choice and the prose so Mm -hmm. great job yeah yeah um yeah it's a nice little uh look into how couples work i i do like sort of the implication here of just like you know we all say these romantic things these grand gestures but like technically they're not entirely true that Uh said you know yeah i think it's an interesting thing to to look through because it's like well, she wouldn't do that, right? Um, Helen wouldn't have slept with Mark and be pregnant with his child and not, you know, tell Tom or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why he wouldn't trade her for anyone else because she's just, it's, that's not her. And yeah. um, and if she did do that, then it would be, she wouldn't, he wouldn't really know who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, next one. Yeah, yeah. Our final story for this week is by Walker by Faith with Stopped Short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like the story. Um, I would have liked to read it if we didn't read the previous entry just last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were introduced with this guy that uh, like doesn't know his own limits and like continuously just like can't accept, um, you know, accept those limits and just kind of like puts himself in situations where he fails and he knows he's going to fail. 
Um, and here we see some of his past um, through the perspective of his, of his mother. Um, we see that same scene where he was trying to get on the roller coaster from before. Um, and uh, she kind of just like shames him for like wasting everyone's time. Um, and then we're flashing back towards the present with uh, calling about um, afterwards that he wasn't able to buy the candy bar for his daughter because he couldn't swallow his own pride and how he has like an interview. Um, and it seems like he's like clearly very struggling and her mother, his mother is just like making her him feel like he shit even more. Um, and we go back and we see that this is kind of always how it's been. She's always been like shaming him and he's never really been improving either. Um, and then finally the final section is just, um, uh, during that call, the car crash happens um, while they were arguing, and apparently she had a heart attack afterwards. So all three of them are dead just very suddenly um, from this tragedy, and it's all while they were just all arguing. And so it's pretty sad. Uh-huh. So yeah, I really do like the form of these, I guess, stories within this uh, this series. Within this series, how we're jumping back and forth, uh, getting additional informa- information to color the today, um, and I think that this is a really effective story. Um, I mean, it's the same re- like it's effective in the same reasons that the that the previous entry was and it does end in a very same very similar place with the cops showing up Mm -hmm. um but i think that the time taken within this this piece was uh very much so focused um Mm -hmm. which i really really liked so great job yeah yeah it's an interesting different perspective where she clearly has her own issues um and it's just like well you, you know your your parenting just didn't work with your child like it's not entirely his fault because, you know, we don't get to choose who we're going to um, start out as and who uh-huh. we start out as determines who we become. Um, and he just didn't have a very encouraging mother, apparently. Um, it's unclear exactly, you know, it, it, I don't think we get a, like a thing of like, she should have done this exactly different in this exact way. But just like, clearly this wasn't okay. Um, yeah. Uh, at the very least, she's like a little bit less worse when she's older um, than she was, uh-huh. um, but clearly still not like. Yeah, she's still like nagging him when it's it, it's never worked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that is all other stories for this week. So we would like to give a big old do the right thing. Thank you to everyone who did submit a story. So thank you to Ace of Sword. Thank you, Just Stand Eight Four Six Zero. Thank you, Captain Rhino. And thank you, Walker by Faith. And we would also like, like to say thank you to everyone who did leave comments. Leaving comments not only under your own story but under someone else's can condense your ideas on your story for others to see, which also provides someone else with crucial feedback that can only improve them and you as writers. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much to Captain Rhino, Walker by Faith, Ace with Sword, and Just Stan 8460. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for leaving comments. That's right. Um, yeah, if you want to be like all these wonderful writers and submit your story to Do the Right Thing, go to reddit.com slash slash do the right thing and follow the most recent prompt. Um, all you have to do is set a timer for 30 minutes and uh, use three of the four words. Mm-hmm, exactly. And if you want to know the words as soon as they come out, you can follow us on Twitter, which is at RightThingCast. Mm-hmm. That is where we will post any changes to our schedule and post next week's words for all of y'all to see.
This funny going on here at Doof Media. Um, yeah, if you haven't just caught up in some of the other shows in a while, please consider doing so. If you haven't checked out the book club, um, the April book club just ended with um, reading Station Eleven. Um, and of course, you can go and listen to that live stream where we also interact with uh, listeners. The one for this next month is The Terror by Dan Simmons. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of excited for how that's going to go because I, I, I think I remember hearing a little bit about that book and that it's an interesting one. But okay, uh, yeah, I think that's all we got. Uh, Jarvis, um, let's find out what the words are for this week. Yes, so the words for this week are vexed, refrain, homemade, and broad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a fun little set of words. So to be vexed is to be like perplexed or like um, puzzled or otherwise like stopped or or, like um, I think just like um restricted or refrained or not refrained like what's the word you're just like you're blocked by something that's like a puzzle yeah, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. um it is confounding your efforts to solve a thing um and usually i think there's an implication of like confusion or being like you know a little bit upsetting um it but it, i think it can be a lot of different situations like you can be vexed by um you know, it's just someone literally just blocking your way because you can't figure out how to get past them. That's enough to be vexed. Yeah. Mm, um, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next word being refrain um, is when you sort of uh, repeat a um, sort of phrase or a sentence or some, you know, kind of mantra over and over. Um, and it can be in any sort of context, just like repeating it in your head or um, a refrain in a song um i think like courses are a refrain i think you would classify mm-hmm. that right yes. i think not like technically there's probably like a technical term for what a refrain is but but it, it could be a refrain yeah. yeah yeah um and then something to be homemade is to be um made, made at, at home? the home as opposed <laughs> to being like store-bought or mm-hmm. made in the factory or um otherwise just made somewhere else by someone else um and uh yeah i think there's a lot of implications there what you know the qualities of something being homemade as mm-hmm. opposed to bought elsewhere yeah um last one broad so opposite i would say this narrow opposite narrow so wide rather than thin um but also it there's um it can be a term for women i think oh um yeah true. yeah, yeah. So way I, I was talking to this broad the other day i think there's also like it you know there's an implication of like the time period in which it's being used in mm-hmm. but also like i think an a, implication a negative of like, connotation yeah, yeah like disrespect a little bit just uh-huh. like kind of a objectifying i think yeah um yeah all right jarvis give me your tiny teeny tiny story cool the homemade potato salad my roommate made vexed me mm-hmm. it had good flavor mm-hmm. it had a broad aroma but something about it didn't ring true, like a mm-hmm. refrain. Mm-hmm. Like a refrain of what? Like a like a refrain in my favorite song. Mm-hmm. Something was missing. Okay, sure. I think that that sort of works. I think a little bit. Yeah. Um. What yeah. is what is your ten word story? My ten word story, uh, is, um, homemade broad. AKA a child uh, vexed me by it just wouldn't it just ref- uh, saying a refrain 
of uh, I don't I don't want to I don't want to go to bed. And it's just it, and this 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 little tiny broad, this like you know four year old broad, just wouldn't stop saying I don't want to go to bed, and I it just couldn't I couldn't make it I couldn't make it go to bed. That's the story. <laughs> Do the right thing. Do I love the you. Right thing. Good night. <laughs> Besties, folks. Best, best kids. I think. Best I think. I, I think allergies are killing me. I think I Maybe. might be. My brain might be the next. Bye.